we've discussed the fact that the right hashkof in looking at Maisa money is it's your money, but on the other hand, nothing a person has is theirs. Everything is Asa Bishultatsasha. Who gave it to you in the first place? Same Rubansham that gave you two hands and two feet and two eyes and a nose and so on to use Ba'avoidosoy gave you the money. He gave you the money, yes, to use for your family, but he also gave you the money trusting you that you recognize that it comes from him and he wants you to spread the wealth and give it further. Now, it happens to be in terms of how much, right? Meiser is a very objective number, 10%. The real truth of the matter is, is that if you think about it, in the context that we use in the first year, where Meiser has its source in Meiser Tvua, Meiser Paris, that was taken off from Paris at Louis Baaretz, from uh, the Paris that grew in Eretz Yisrael, the same sense, that same way over there, there's two Meisers. Remember, we cheshed now, there's a Meiser Rishon, which is given to the Levim. We might, by the way, oh, let's hold on a minute for that, how we're going to define the Levim Bismanazeh. There's a Meiser Rishon, and there's a Meiser Sheni. The third year, there's Meiser Oni. The sixth year, there's Meiser Oni. The seventh year, there's no Meisers, because it's Shemitah. It's there for everybody. That being said, here's where the concept of Choymish comes in. Choymish means if a person has, and a person has comfortably, a person should be giving more than a tenth. The share that's brought is a person should give it fifth. Now that fifth is again based on the concept of Meisus, which is really two tenths. Breaking that down into a way that's applicable, what the place can point out, and again, there's a lot written on the subject, one has to learn everything that's in the Maram but in a basic sense, the same way that first Meiser was given to Levim, what are the Levim? Levim is a family group. Levim were those that supported Klal Yisrael in their Ruchniistic endeavors. The Tamid Chachomim, the Rabbeim, the Rosh Hashivas, the Kernel people, they weren't given an Achlanite, so they weren't given land to work, they weren't given businesses to take care of. Their job was to serve as Klai Yisrael Ba'avoy Dosoy. They're the ones who answer Shilas, they're the ones who keep the level of learning high, they're the ones who teach the next generation. That is the concept of that first Meiser. And that's what one should be using Meiser primarily, is to perpetuate the value system of Klai Yisrael, and those that make that value system of us being Damatari possible. Dai Bozeh. Again, there's a lot of different ways one can spend money in that context. Everybody is trusted to spend on the causes that further Klai Yisrael's mission in their way, with their understanding. The second part of Maisus, the second Maisus, so to speak, is Maisur Oni, or Maisur Sheni. Maisur Oni, Maisur Sheni speaks more to those that are in need. So if one's giving a choymish, the breakdown, the way the place can put it, is that, again, one-tenth should be used for those that engage, those that are in need of support for their being the backbone of Klai Yisrael in a ruchniistic sense, and the physical needs of Klai Yisrael, aniei Klai Yisrael, should be taken care of from that separate tenth. Obviously, if only if one's giving meiser, most people don't have that comfort level to be able to give chaymish. Halavai, everybody would give meiser. If meiser is given, so obviously there has to be a divide. And there's usually, unfortunately, a, a string that's pulled a little bit too thin. Baruch Hashem, there's many wonderful ways to spend one's money. And how does one give, how does one prioritize? And that's, of course, a burning issue that the person can discuss at length. Let's just give some basic heads up. Again, we discussed the fact 
that on the specifics of which organization, which kail, which tamid which yeshiva, and so on, you're the one, you're the only one that could pass it. If the Rebbe gave it to you, he gave it to you, you should try, of course, one should ask, and one should, uh, one should listen to Das Torah, but in Halacha, one has, one is the trustee on the money that's given to him. That being said, there are rules. There's a concept that everybody knows about, it's called, Kroivim uh, have Kedima. There's a concept that one gives to Kroivim first. By the way, this is not a nepotism type of idea. If we're talking about Rebchem Kanievsky's officers, and points out a very basic concept, if we're dealing with communal tzedakah funds, imagine you have a position, either paid or as a volunteer. You're in charge, you've volunteered, you've stepped up to the plate, you're in charge of the local tzedakah organization, the Hachmasas uh, Kal organization, the Needy Family, the Kimcha, the Dechitim, the Mois Chitim campaign, or the uh, the Making Shabbos campaign, and so on. Money is entrusted to you. Can you give Mishpat HaGadimah to your family members over somebody else? Certainly not. You have to decide based on objective criteria who has first dibs, who's the biggest need. Because that money is not yours. What we're talking about is Maestris, that's a person's own. You earned it, it's yours. It's not yours to put in your bank account, it's yours to be the trustee on how to spend it, how to spread that wealth. But it's yours. Being that it's yours, a person can't ignore, the same way a person can't ignore the tzedakah that he has a passion for, you also can't ignore the natural needs, the natural emotional needs of a person, which is that family members come first. And, that, and that's why what the Paiskim are telling us is perfectly in sync with a person's emotional needs. If you have family members that need, you have to give them first. A person wants to be a do-gooder and support Yenem, but not support those that are closest to him, he's doing Shalai Kalacha. You have to go with what makes sense. What makes sense is that family members have Kedimah. And Lamashal, a person has needy parents, older parents, Mitzvah's Kibir Advaim gives a priority, and that's priority for anybody. It doesn't make a difference how many tzedakahs you're passionate about. Your family members, primarily your parents, your children, of course. If somebody wants to use money to support their own children, Kail children, that's of course as I forgot to point out and it's worth pointing out in the sense of a person not using we discussed in the previous year tzedakah money for one's pre-existing obligations there's one very basic pre-existing obligation that we forgot to mention we spoke about tuition we spoke about mitzvah needs communal needs what about a person uh, a family is like to marry off children Part of that is usually an agreement for some type of financial, in our world at least, some type of financial support for children. Start them off until uh, they're financially solved, until they're standing on their own feet. If part of that commitment is a commitment to support a couple, Bez Hashem in Kerl, a few years, long term, if that's a commitment that you have in terms of marital obligations, you can't use Misa for that. If it's an obligation that you're meeting out of a sense of obligation because you want your children to grow in Torah, your Shemayim, and a Torah atmosphere as much as possible, can you use Maisa for that? Certainly. Not only that, but again, there's Mipsarcha al Tesalim. A children providing for children and growth in your Shemayim is a need like, like, like not being able to pay the rent. So if you'd be allowed to use for needy relatives and you have a sister who's struggling to pay tuition for a special needs child, to pay the rent, 
to pay uh, to, to braces for a child who really needs. Any other need that's real. We're not talking about something that's frivolous. Can mice be used for that? Definitely. Unequivocally, yes. The same is true in supporting one's own children in their endeavors to gain a high madrega in entering Yerushalayim. One thing we should add in this context is that uh, very often parents are supporting children and they start giving children. Then the gong gets rough a few years down or they have more children. Now they want to start paying for Meissen. It's best if somebody, again, if it's not in the, con- in the context of uh, a dowry, so to speak, you know, financial obligations that you take on when you marry or like marrying them off, you pay for the wedding, you also take on a certain amount of support. But it's something you want to do that you say mole that it's being done with from Meiser or that it can be done from Meiser. This way it does not create any type of neder or otherwise defined obligation, then you're only meeting a pre-existing obligation, which you can't do for Meiser. That's just a word to the wise. Now, I want to add in this in the context of this discussion one concept which we find, again, the source of Meisers we've discussed now is sourced in the idea of Meiser from Tvur that a person has. And again, over there, who do you give that Meiser to? Meiser Oni, Meiser Sheni, Maiserishan, uh, Tilavim, and so on. The Rambam and the Ramban have an interesting discussion. There's certainly a mitzvah saying midderaisa to be mafresh trumas and maisers. A person has uh, an apple orchard, he harvested all the apples, he takes off maisers from those apples, that's a mitzvah saying midderaisa, you make a brock on it. What about the giving of those peris after your mafresh, giving it to the proper recipient? The Rambam holds that sound of it's the same deraisa. The Ramban says, why not? The Torah says the same way you're supposed to be mafresh. There's a separate obligation in giving it to the right person, the Levi, the Koyin, the Oni, taking it to Yerushalayim, and so on. The Mephoshim explained the Rambam as not denying that obligation, but it's, it's much more basic than that. Since as soon as a person is mafresh, the, the produce of his field, it becomes its chal on it, that it is already Maishashemi, it is Maishashemi, it already belongs to the Anim. What he's holding on to is he's holding on to something that belongs to somebody else. You don't have to tell, the Torah doesn't have to impose on you a mitzvah of giving to the Anim that which is owned by them. So what is the Ramban holding? Why does Ramban say it's a separate mitzvah? We might add a point that we just made. The fact of the matter is that even though the money is already owned by Maeser Shein. It's already owned by the Nehem. It's already owned by the Shein at Halavim. However, who's to decide which lady to give it to? Trumas. Who's to decide which kind to give it to? The Gemara clearly leaves that choice to the person whose field is stuff grown. If it's yours, the Gemara calls that Makiri Kahuna, you are the trustee. You have a right to give it out. Not only that, but in the case of Trumas and Maeser, the person theoretically can give it to close family members. Even if he's a Kayin Lamashal, he's Mafish Trumas and Isis, obviously he keeps it for himself if it's Truma. And let's say he has his daughter married, he's a Yisrael, but his daughter married a Kayin, and because of that he has grandchildren. He can't give the Trumas to his grandchildren? Of course he can. The says he can. Why is that? Because we're not talking about communal funds, we're talking about funds that were entrusted to you. You're the trustee. Now that context of Makiri Kahuna is very interesting. Zalok and Trumas and Isis. That if you have the Levine, you have your Levi, you have your Oni that you always give to. 
The halacha is, is that you can't change your mind from one year to the next and give to somebody else. Once you're, he's your levy designate, then you have to give to him. The concept of that might be that since it doesn't belong to you, it's just that you have the choice because the Torah wanted to trust you, you should be the trustee. So as soon as you made your choice already, it becomes incumbent on you. It doesn't belong to you, so to speak. You made, you've already made your choice. You've designated our lady. You can't take it away from him. This is the way the Nesimus explains this context in the Hilfus Yerusha. Fascinating discussion between the, the Nesimus and the Ketos about that. In any case, the, there's a machloki, it's an interesting discussion in the post of whether that concept is true by Tzedakah. You've been signing checks to a certain moisid, a certain stata, a certain kolu for the last 20 years. Now you decide you want to branch out, you're not interested, you have other interests now. Can you start signing checks to others? And of course, there's always, uh, there's always um, variables, how much money you earn, how much money you inherited, and so on and so forth. But in a basic sense, can you change your causes from one year to the other? Not so partial. If we look at tzedakah money as not being yours, it was given to you to give out. The Torah said, you earned it, you're the trustee, but it's not really yours. It was given to you as the trustee to spend. So it could be that once you've made your choice and you've designated which yeshiva, which tzedakah, which organization, you have to stick to it. But that's a discussion that one has to learn inside from the Bible.